Thanks for joining us online for today's message from our Sunday morning service, where we are learning how to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged. For more information about Wilmot Center Missionary Church, go to wcmc.ca. Now prepare your hearts for what God wants to speak to you today. Are we living in the most exciting time since the resurrection of Jesus Christ? What does it mean for us as a local congregation? What's it mean for us as, 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 as a family living here in Canada? You know, these are questions I had just about 30 years ago. Um, my life was absolutely turned around when a simple scripture out of the book of Romans, uh, years after the death, burial, and resurrection, the Apostle Paul, spoke a word to the church at Rome, and he says, because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles. I paused right there, and I said, because another people messed up? It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't computing. Uh, and, and, and having a business background, I need purpose for anything I do, and, and, and the, the verse doesn't end before it says, to make them and I'm going, okay, I'm saved, someone else messes up, I get saved, and yet God provides a purpose that's greater on earth than just waiting to die and go and live eternity with him. That he has a purpose for us on earth to help Jewish people be jealous. And I'm going, I've lived my life out of the church, and I realize quite all over the planet, the Jews do their things and Christians do their things. They sing in their synagogues. We sing in our churches. And, and yet there's this part for us to come together. There's this part for a purpose for us. This was literally life-changing for the Bai family. And before you knew it, I began to read my Bible with a, an intensity that I never had before. And I spent much of my time in the prophetic word. And, and, and this was another thing that just altered my life. Because you see, with a little bit of a drama background, when, the, when, when I was given the script by the director, the, the important thing to do was then take my highlighter and highlight my part. And so I would look for all my parts in my script, all my actions in my script, and I would highlight them. Then I would memorize them. And then before you knew it, the practices or the rehearsals would begin. And we would be invited to come and practice. And it was one thing to learn my part. It was another thing to memorize my lines and my actions. But it was quite another thing to interact with the other actors on the stage. Know when to get on the stage, when to get off the stage. And I learned that the, the, the depth of how we function on this stage with the other actors is the difference between a good performance and a poor performance. And I realized, wow, the script writers of script writers not only chose Israel, we sang it this morning, he also chose me, he also chose you. That he's given us a part in one of the most incredible Bible stories yet to play out, and we are right now in the rehearsal stage of learning some say, well, Dean, I thought there's no such thing as a Jew nor a Gentile. Hang on. 
You could be a Jew or a Gentile. The good news is you could all come to know Jesus. But when it comes to order, you have gifts and calling that are without repentance. I'm a father. I don't have to be a believer to be a father. I'm a male. I don't have to be a believer to become a male. I'm... Actually, that's, that, that, that one's getting a little mixed up here in our generation, isn't it? The, the truth of the matter is, is God is a God of order, and he's given us a part to play in something that's unfolding on the earth, and we just so happen to be the generation that are living in. And that's why to read the prophetic word is so key. When it says nations, it means nations. When it says Gentiles, look at yourself in the mirror. If you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile. It means Gentiles. When it says those who are far off, it means those who are far off. So that you put Jerusalem as the center of this, uh, of this remarkable Bible story. And all those who are far off, all those who are Gentiles, all those who are from the nations have a part in a Bible story that is connected to the land of Israel the people of Israel, and the city of Jerusalem. If your gospel is not connected to the land of Israel, the people of Israel, and the city of Jerusalem, please get into the word of God. Get into, into that place where you're saying, I want to know the Jesus from Jerusalem. I want to know the Jesus that has brothers and sisters that are moving back to Israel from all four corners of the planet Earth. That's the Jesus we want to be led by in this. And you want your gospel to align. We are living in a time of alignment right now. I just came back from Africa Thursday night. And I'll tell you, the hunger and thirst for Jesus is like I've never experienced in my life. Uh, it's, it's like... They keep you preaching and teaching from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. And then just when you're putting your pajamas on, this happened to me, at 12.15 I get a text. And it says, Dean, there's still over 100 people in the church praying here. Is there any chance you would come back to the church tonight? And before you know it, the driver's outside my door until 3.30 in the morning. They're, they're just hungering and thirsting because, you see, Africa is going through a season right now. 400 years of slavery, they believe, ends next year after the 400th anniversary of the Africans being enslaved and going into America. And next May, they are believing for a completely transformation that's already beginning to bring Jewish people home and not come to North America in slave trading boats, but come to North America willingly wanting to go into our synagogues, not sending the Ugandan children choirs just into churches, but sending them into synagogues and saying, you've been enslaved in this North American society. You six million Jews in North America, you are held captive, and we are coming here to say, it's time to come home. Please forgive us as Africans, as Egyptians, for enslaving you for 400 years in, Israel, in, in Egypt, but now we are being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And with that blood, we are coming to you, and we want you to come home. I was listening to this over and over again as these Africans were just going, we are living in an amazing land. I'm saying, oh, 
Never mind going to the synagogues. Can I bring you into the church of Canada and America? We, let's face it. How many believe that in Canada we need a fresh awakening? The power of the Spirit so that everything we do is in accordance to what Jesus wants us to do living in this hour. How many people are looking for that breath of the Holy Spirit? Oh, praise the Lord. I'm in the right house today, Pastor Rob. Oh. You know, we get the news about Israel every day. And, uh, but mo most people catch their news on CNN or CBC. Um, I want to bring you some news that goes beyond the wars, the rumors of wars, and the earthquakes, which are all happening in Israel. Okay? Uh, we have a work up in the Galilee. And uh, at that work, we've got people from over 30... 40 nations that are coming on a regular base and serving. Uh, I mean, it's a miracle. We're on 15 acres just as the Jordan River comes out of uh, the Galilee. And I'm getting uh, texts from people. We're in a bomb shelter right now. A drone just got shot down over us. So we get that news. But there's something deeper that's happening in Israel that we want to share with you today and allow you to rehearse with us before this service ends. Um, we, how many people know that this is the 70th anniversary of Israel being a nation? I mean, every church on the planet should be celebrating that we are the church that lives in the hour that Israel's celebrating 70 years. Uh, this is unbelievable. The average Christian never got to celebrate Israel's birth. They got to mourn the exile of Israel. For the last almost 2,000 years. Next slide, please. There's a helps, helps us understand the hour that we're in. It says, by the way, it says the song of ascents. But to understand the word aliyah, which is something that's very familiar with our ministry. Because for over 25 some years, we've been helping bring Jews home. Not only from the former Soviet Union, but since 2003, just here in this neighborhood... We've been bringing them home from North America and helping settle them in the land. And so, although I have had this revelation for years that you cannot disconnect the salvation of the nations and the salvation of Israel with the return and the restoration of Israel, they are like two parts to an incredible harmony. It's only this year that I've got a fresh revelation. And that there's a third part to this equation, and it's called a song. And that, like so often in the Bible, when we see some of the most amazing things that have ever happened, there's always been a song behind it. Whether it was the exodus out of Egypt and Miriam picking up her tambourine and the women starting to sing and dance as the song of Moses is proclaimed, or the battle with Jehoshaphat, wondering, what am I going to do? And, 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 and the word was, the singers need to go first. And so before you know it, uh, all the Moabites are, are routed. The, the reality is, it, as you study the word of God, it's very difficult to separate from some of the most significant events, a song. And so now I'm going, wow, is, Daddy, is there like a song involved in the work you've asked me to be involved in and to teach and educate and help other people to be a part of? And, and only in February have I learned yes. And, and then he took me to the Song of Ascents. The Song of Ascents, more or less, are the songs of Aliyah. And, and, and this one is in Psalm 126. And, and it begins by 
saying, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue with songs of joy. And, and it goes on to say, then they said amongst the nations. So you see, you see clearly Israel has their part. They have this hope that ultimately they're going to be restored back to the land of Israel and God's going to restore all the things that were taken away from them. And, and, and they start to go, wow, this is happening. But yet something happens later on. The nations go, oy vey, such a thing, Jesus is Jewish. I wonder if there's a relationship between Israel and the church. And then before you know it, they go, oh, hey, the Lord has done great things for them. And then we do it so loud that they start to hear us. And they go, it's for us. Because they realize that this wasn't just God doing it for them. Because he loves the whole world. That the purpose he did it is so that all of us can be a part of the one family. And then all of a sudden, they say to us, ah, the Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. And then all of a sudden, you know what it's like with the responsive song? They do their part. They do their part. Then all of a sudden, we come together and we sing a part together. And, and then we go, wow, let's do the next part together, just like God asked us to. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams of the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with what? Songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with? songs of joy there's a song that god is inviting us all into and it's connected to the salvation of the nations and it's connected to the return and the restoration of the jewish people and we are a part of it next slide please so there is a song of aliyah for some again the word aliyah means to go up to ascend to make exodus to return to immigrate it really is the holy return. When Jesus made his ascension, he made Aliyah to be on the right hand of the Father. Next slide. What's happening in Israel? It's a phenomenon that's happened just in the past year, and believe it, Canada had a part in it. Um, these Israelis were in Toronto at a pub, and they heard this thing called choir, choir, choir. And they're going, what? People come together and they learn a song, and then they sing it after learning it for an hour. And they're going, hey, I think we can do a better job of this in Israel. So they go back to Israel. And then all of a sudden they end up at the Western Wall. And they watch thousands of priests come to the Western Wall. Levites. Levitical Jews. And, and they're going, wow. These guys all sing together. And they're going, I wonder if something could happen that could bring the young and the old the soldier, the religious and the unreligious, and put them in one room. We'll all learn one song together, and it's gone crazy. Started with a few hundred. Now it's thousands. And if you're living in Israel, if you don't know your social media and you don't have a grandson or a son or a daughter close to your computer, you have 10 minutes to get your tickets, okay? They go, you know when they're going to go on sale, and they're 40 shekels each, and you want to be in that basketball stadium. But it, it's just everybody is a buzz in Israel. They want to come together, learn it. And, and, and as I was given this one video to watch in February, it happened in January. Let's let's show it. <laughs> 
נמצאים עכשיו בערב כולם, הגדול ביותר שעשינו אי פעם.
So this has started. Now Arabs and Jews are coming together and they're, and they're packing into places. It got to be so crazy that by March of this year, the president of Israel said, we have our 70th anniversary. How is this going to be different than any other anniversary? And he says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite the nation of Israel to sing together. He didn't get it on CNN, believe me. Okay. And I mean, where does this fit with the holy word of God? Look what the Lord says here in Jeremiah 31. Nations. I mean, remember, it's addressing the nation. So this is one, if you're from the nations, you go, okay, that's for me. Listen to me and proclaim my words in the far off shores. I scattered my people Israel, but I will gather them and guard them as a shepherd guards his flock. They will come and sing for joy on Mount Zion. What you just watch is the fulfillment of prophecy. They're coming back and the walls are falling and they're starting to sing together. And it says, then the young women will dance and be happy and men, young and old, will rejoice. You just saw it. I will comfort them and I will turn their mourning into joy, their sorrow into gladness. I will fill the priests with the richest food and satisfy all the needs of my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. This, you want to get your news from the Bible on Israel. That way it's a little bit easier to align with our part in this Bible story. The next, together. I mean, these words come right out of the Holy Word. The present declared religious, secular, Arabs, Jews, soldiers, women, men, children. Let's put aside everything that divides us and do together what connects us and brings us together. It will be fun. Look at that stadium. It's a basketball stadium packed with 12,000 people. They're taking, there's no, in some of the places, there's only a few chairs for the senior citizens so they can get as many people in that want to come to sing. Next one. The present does a commercial. Ani, Ruvi Rivlin. Hey. 
די, 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 די. זה לא מספיק. זה לא מספיק. לא? לא, אני חושב שכל העם צריך לשיר יחד. בטח, למה לא? ברור, כל העם, כל העם ישיר ביחד. So you see, he put this commercial on in April, inviting the nation to come together in a song. Let's go to the next one. And this is what it looked like. And Israelis I've spoken to, they told me it was the most extreme into a place of worship. And this is happening. And remember, our part in the song is coming because it will not end with Israelis singing together. It will not end. get better until the nations come together in the song. K-O-O-L-U-L-A-M on YouTube and watch the videos and try not to cry, okay? The truth of the matter is you'll see over and over again, Israel is rallying their nation to sing and they're inviting everybody. When I saw this in January and we had an event at our work on the Galilee, we call it the Aliyah Return Center, And it's a place where nations come to serve, and it's a place where we teach, we intern. Our Shag- Shagarim, or our Ambassador Academy, is out of there. We find, uh, greater than doing it down the street, if we can bring a Christian to, what we say, serve and learn there for three months with us, uh, it will literally change and transform their life and their ministry. We're doing that. So we've been bringing them there and training them, and we said, okay, take a look at the Scripture. Zephaniah says, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. So how does God do this? Does he just part the heaven and then come on down? He says, you're Jewish? Here, let me just rejoice over you and start singing over you. Or has he raised up another people, a people who once were not his people, but now so filled with Jesus 
that they've started to go, wow, I want to let the God who lives in me, which is the hope of glory, live through me. And then they go, wow, he wants to sing through me. And then what he wants to do is put us in front of Jewish people so that the God is, and I got to tell you, we've been watching this over and over again. There's something about a song. You could be a Holocaust survivor. You could be a soldier. You could be young or old. But when there's no motivation but the love of Yeshua, of Jesus in you, and that song comes out, you watch them. It's touching something in the innermost part of them. And I know that this scripture in Zephaniah is for the nations that know that God lives in them. You know, so often we read the scriptures of this is Jesus, this is Israel, this is the nations, and God is over here. But you have to begin to read the prophetic word as those who are filled with the Spirit. Because there are scriptures there that look like Jesus, but they're actually Jesus living inside somebody. And, and Jesus living inside somebody wants to fulfill his word through those somebodies. Got it? Next, next one. I mean, these Africans, they're coming day and night right now, learning songs. I was in orphanages, and they're learning Hebrew songs. Why? Because they want to allow the song of the Lord to come through them. They want to reach the Jewish people where they are. They're not going, Jesus loves you. Yes, I know. You better know him or you're going to hell. No, they don't sing those songs. They come, and they're going, I need to reach them led by the Spirit. And all of a sudden, they're putting their feet in their shoes. If anybody's ever been on the mission field, you know it's vital that if you're going to reach another people, you reach them where they're at, and you trust God in that process. And I'll tell you, uh, before at this particular event, these are all pastors and leaders, but when they get it, they get it. And before you know it, now they're going back to their, their congregations and they're training up their congregations to begin to learn some songs that can reach the Jewish people. And we're plowing Uganda on the 19th of January. And African nations are coming. You guys can come too. And we're going there and we're bringing Israelis and Jews there and we're singing together, bringing Africa and Israel together, bringing Egypt and Israel together, and reconciling the sins that took place over the last 3,000 years. And Africans are going, this blessing is going to reverse the famine. It's going to reverse the, the wars. It's going to reverse the poverty. Because they, like no one else, realizes they believe in the law of the covenant made with Abraham. Those that bless thee will be blessed. And those that curse thee will be cursed because they've lived under the curse so long and they know they've got the word now that will help them come forth. Next one, please. Uh, so anyway, I, I went to Kulam, folks, and I said, listen, this is incomplete until we start singing with you from the nations. You know that. And so we began to chitty-chat with them and we decided that on May 14th, previous, just had we would bring Israelis and Jews together on the Jordan River. And so that's what we did. I knew that when I came back uh, by the summer uh, of this year now, uh, I would begin to put uh, Canadians together with Jews in our nation and in, and in America. And I knew a cantor. I knew I needed to bring a Jewish worship leader in. He lived in Ottawa. 
His name is Danny Benlolo. And so I planned in April to go to Montreal. I was already planning an event in Montreal. They invited me to represent Christians in Canada to light a menorah candle in celebration of the 70th anniversary with six other folk and, uh, and, and to say a few words. I walked by this man who looked like Danny, but I didn't know for sure. But of course, I'm introduced, so I came back, and he says, Dean, when are we going to do an interfaith event together? I'm going, Danny Benlolo? He says, yes, I thought you were in Ottawa. He says, no, no, I now have a synagogue in Montreal. It was like before I could even get to him, God brought him to us, and now he wants to help us in all the events we're doing all over the planet. And he even came to Israel so that we can film him. In fact, can you take us to the next slide? And this is where we are in the, the you can see the Galilee just ahead of us. And this is our base. Uh, we're restoring these buildings. Next one. We went down to the river, which is right along our property, on singing with the atheist Jews that live around us. We are right in we're talking socialist, atheist Jews, very few religious Jews. It was an amazing event. Next one. And we sang a song, The World is a Very Narrow Bridge. The most important thing is not to be afraid. Unbelievable moments. We filmed it. If you go to singtogether.ca, you'll be able to see this song that we did together. Next one. And then we launched all Sing sorts Together. Of scriptures that give rise for the Gentile to find purpose in the hour that Israel's the nation, in the hour of their return and their restoration. We have scriptures that say we're called to bless Israel. Isaiah 14 says we've been called to serve them in the land of Israel. But do you know there's also scriptures? Jeremiah says, sing for joy for Jacob. He's not asking Jacob to sing for Jacob. The psalmist, David, had a vision that it would be the nations that would actually sing and say, look what God has done for you. When we Israelis read the ancient words of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 52, it talks about the nations will come and they will do something very interesting. They will come and they will sing and together with the voice, they will sing together. Amazing, I remember asking myself, hey, when were they planning on doing that? The answer is today. They want to come, they want to dance, they want to sing together, but not everybody can come to Israel. But you know what? There is an opportunity now in your synagogue, in your church, in your community, in your nation to join together in joyous song. Singing is, is the way, the means to create something together. The more we are together, we are helping to make a better world. What God has in store for us, and it says so clearly in the Bible in many places, is a symphony of nations that learn to love each other and to sing together and to serve together. I want to start practicing it now. Isaiah 52, it says very clearly, listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes burst into songs of joy together. Wow. There is nothing that unites people as much as the power of music. If we can get together and start singing together and breaking bread together, then we will be able to create this kind of atmosphere 
that God wants us to create. What better way to celebrate than having all of us getting together? Jews, Christians, coming together to celebrate Israel soon to a neighborhood where you live. We are living these verses and we believe it's a time to be able to invite people to come and let's sing together and let's do it joyfully. The glory and the honor of his great name. We are living in an amazing hour and, and, and one of the reasons why I'm here this morning is to encourage us as a congregation. We have a Jewish community in Kitchener. Could you imagine if we put an event and brought them together, whether it be in their synagogue or here, just for the purpose of singing together and, 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 and doing it from the place of the scriptures, just to say, we want to celebrate Israel's 70th birthday with you. Uh, it, that is how we begin to make a Jew jealous. We begin to make a Jew jealous by determining that we need to relate together with the Jewish people. There are scriptures all through talking about this singing together. All the earth will sing. Next one, please. Uh, uh, Jeremiah 31, and we just spoke about it. Look, you, if, you, if you read those verses, you'll see that there is not only singing, saving, and returning. It's all in the same equation. Next one. Isaiah 52, with their voices they shall sing together. Break forth into joy, sing together. We have been in practice for the last 2,000 years coming to a huge climax of what God's calling us to, where we go, wow. For the greater plans and purposes of God, we have to begin doing things together. Next one. Can you imagine where we take these choirs and bring them together into stadiums in Canada and, and invite the Jewish community. They'll be so touched when we start singing in their, in their tongue. Next one. And, and, and tell them, and I look forward to doing this in those meetings, the saying, listen, Jewish people, you have a home in Israel that God has called you to, and you Christians that have come to sing with them, you've been called to help bring them home, just like the prophets say. So let's all learn our parts, not just our song parts, but our actions, because it's not only a drama that he's asked us to come on stage together with, he's invited us, and now, I've been calling it a drama for years, now I'm calling it a musical. Next one. Is it in the New Testament? Yes, it's in the New Testament. Read in Romans 15. He, he speaks clearly about, to the Jews, you need to sing with the nations. And he quotes uh, uh, Moses and David in, 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 in what he's sharing with them. And he's saying, and you from the nations, you need to sing with Israel. He knew, the Apostle Paul knew, that the, the full we come together. Next one. Next one. You can read those later on. Next one. Sing together. I know for some of you, you're saying, you know, I, I, I never realized that our gospel includes us with the Jewish people. I had those same thoughts. I was the, the Winnipegger that couldn't understand why Jesus was Jewish. I, I, I thought we lost out. Well, why isn't he a Canadian? Why did Israel get to be the chosen people. I realized they were chosen for a very important part in this drama, in this musical. But just as we sang today, we've been chosen for a part too. And that part doesn't begin and end with going to heaven. He gives us a part here. 
I mean, when you're talking to Africans who are a tribal people and you tell them Revelation 5 says every tongue, every people, every tribe, they get it, that we'll be priests. We all have a priesthood. Paul says we are called to be ambassadors of reconciliation. So church doesn't begin and end in this building. We need to connect with the Jewish people and we need to utilize the giftings that he's given us and do it in the times that he's called us to. One of the things that I got started right away in two weeks in Africa, in villages, I can't tell you how many prayer meetings got started specifically for Israel. Now you need to know that in Africa, a regular all-night meeting once a week is normal. I'm going, boy... It's rare in Canada if there's an all-night prayer meeting, and if they do it, it's, it's, it's a special event in the year, every week. But you know what they're doing now? They're setting an, e an evening and a night just to pray for Israel. And there was one place I left, they says we're starting praying and fasting for 40 days tonight, and I'm inviting all church leadership to come, because it was like they got it, and we need to act on it right away. And they knew that the, the beginning of working with the Jewish people in Israel begins on our knees. It begins on prayer so that we are effectively led by the Spirit in the time that we're, we're living in. This morning, I want us to just get a taste of this. And I, I've asked our team, uh, uh, da Danielle leading them and working with the local congregation, which is an in integral part. And I really thank the worship team here that took time this morning to work with us. And, and, and I just want to relax us all. We're just going to rehearse right now. And, as, and even inspire us to study on our own, what does the Holy Word say about our relationship with the Jewish people as those from the nations? What does the Holy Word say about blessing Israel, comforting issue? Israel, helping the Jewish people home, singing together with them, so that your inspiration wouldn't because somebody showed up here and then asked you to rehearse a song together, but it would be because the holy God of Israel is still speaking to his church in this hour, amen. And he's leading us. And I can't say enough, some are going, well, you know, why didn't I learn this, you know, 30 years ago? Why didn't I learn this uh, from my parents, my pastors? There's a time for everything under the sun. The response is not to blame anybody. The response is, God, thank you that you've chosen me to be alive in this hour, my children, my grandchildren. Now I'm saying, teach me how I can respond as I would respond in a responsive song. Amen? Thanks for listening online with us. We trust you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you have a prayer request or an encouraging story about what God has been doing in your life, please email us at amen at wcmc.ca. God bless.